Welcome to the Kindness Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Riggs, and this episode, our awesome co-host is self-advocate and motivational speaker, Mark Hubler. In this episode, Mark and I sat down with his parents, Al and Linda, to talk about what it was like to raise Mark in the 60s and 70s when Down syndrome caused so much fear and individuals with disabilities were hidden away from view. They have truly paved the way for other families in our community and have the stories to prove it. We had a lovely conversation, and I got to hear so many great Mark stories as well. In fact, our conversation was all so good, we have split it into two episodes. So please enjoy part one of Al and Linda Hubler. You're listening to the Kindness Warrior Podcast. Down Syndrome of Louisville production, serving locally, sharing globally. We are so honored to have our very first guest here today on our Kindness Warrior podcast. We will introduce them soon, but first, I have the honor and privilege to introduce you to our first co-host. Mark Hubler is a very active 52? Are you 52? I'm 55. 55? Oh my goodness, I was way off. So he's a very active 55-year-old. He participates in Down Syndrome of Louisville's Southern Indiana campus, as, um, and he's a college graduate. He is a professional motivational speaker. He lives independently, pays his own bills, goes on vacation all by himself, drives a moped, and has a very active social life. Um, Mark here has received many awards over the years for his advocacy, including the most recent, the Community Service Award from Our Lady of Providence High School. And you guys, I'm just making a dent in this guy's resume. So I want to please welcome the Kindness Warrior podcast, Mr. Mark Hubler. Thank you so much for being here today, Mark. How are you going to tell? So I'm going to let you introduce our guests, but um, I wanted the listeners to get to know you a little bit. So is it okay if I ask you a few questions? Yeah. Okay. So you have accomplished so much in your life. What would you say that you are the most proud of? Going to college. Going to college? Yeah. Yeah. So you went to JCTC, right? Uh-huh. That's here in Louisville. And that was through... Down Syndrome of Louisville's College Connections that's program, right. right? That's so amazing. So graduating college, that's huge. And what was your major? I majored in public speaking. What do you do now for a living? Yeah, you're a public speaker. Yeah, that's incredible. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, my brother can go through college, and I, I want to go through college. I've got left behind, so I'm college now, I'm graduate. I'm a college. I'm a college uh, graduate. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's something that you say a lot, and I'll talk to your parents about that a little bit. But, but most important to me. Yes. So it was very important to you for you to be able to do all the things that your brothers did, right? right? Yeah. And so going to college was a huge deal. And how old were you when you graduated? Can you remember? So you're 55 now, and. Oh, that's why, I, that's why I thought 52. Yeah, yeah, 52. You were 52 years old, so you were in your 50s when you went to college. Yeah. That's a huge accomplishment, even for any 50-year-old at all. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so you just recently got this award from Providence High School. Right. So tell me about that night. Oh, it was nice. Yeah? I mean, 
Jeg tog min kompak, så er der nogen. Jeg har været med diplomer. Og jeg er ude til landet. Og ved, hvor jeg er ude til landet. Jeg tror, at jeg har været diplomer. Ja, så de gav dig Community Service Award. And, um, and, the, and then they ended up giving you a diploma. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about that. So your brothers went to Providence High School, correct? Yes. <laughs> and, and um, but you didn't get to go to Providence, right? Right. And so you went to public high school. Uh, yeah. You went to public school, yeah. Yes. So, um, so your brothers went to Providence, and so recently you got to... It was all three of my brothers went to Providence. Right. My whole family did. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't go, right? Well, I couldn't go because they didn't have a special class for me. That's right. So this past, um, it was a couple of months ago, I think, right, that you got this award, and then they gave you an honorary diploma. Yes, that's right. So how did that feel? I mean, it was so, it was nice. I mean, all the people were there, that was nice, and they got good meals, and Good meals, and uh, I mean, I just didn't know that they're gonna award me what I have done in the community. I mean, right. that's great. It right. It was a great, great honor. And then you ended up with one more thing that was just like your brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. See, that's, I, I might have down syndrome, but that doesn't stop me one bit. That's right. That's I'm just right. like my brothers. Yes, you are. time for you to help me introduce our wonderful guests for today. So can you tell us who is here with us and a little bit about them? Well, uh, first of all, I want to my wife, it's my mom, Linda. Mm-hmm. And the, the second person to my left is my dad, Al. Linda and Al. Would you like to tell me a little bit about Linda and Al? Well, they're loving parents. They're I your mean, loving parents. I love it. I wouldn't have any parents if I they <laughs> let me to leave me to an institution, but they never did. Yeah. They, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's why mom is so, so, so special to me for my dad. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark, for introducing your parents. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Thank you for coming. Oh, glad to be here. <laughs> Our pleasure. Uh, I accidentally tricked you. You thought I was just going to interview Mark. <laughs> yes, we didn't know we were going to be in the spotlight. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming. Many of our Down syndrome of Louisville families are so excited to hear your point of view um, because um, Mark was born in 1964 when things were very, very different. So I'm going to have you walk me through Mark's life and what it's been like. So first, let's talk a little bit about pre-Mark, Al and Linda. So how did you two meet? We met in high school, sophomore year, and we dated for five and a half years, and then we finally married, had our first son, Mike, and then 11 months later, there was Mark, and then a few years after that came Greg and then Todd. So we ended up with four sons. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, okay, so Mark was the second child, and he was born in 1964. Is that correct? Um, Here's one of my little Mark stories. Um, We go, and I go sometimes to help Mark speak. Um, I'll take him to some of the speaking engagements. And we were talking to um, a group of med students who were all in their 20s, and Mark said, close your eyes and imagine... 1964. 
and I said, well, I don't know if they can imagine 1964, but it just made me smile. Um, uh, so now I always remember that date, and I imagine 1964. So... Either one of you can take this question. I might even um, hop over to both of you. But so take me back to the day Mark was born. Linda, why don't you take that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I do have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were living in Indianapolis. No mm-hmm. family. It was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark came along very easily. It was just six hours, and then there he was. But um, the doctor said that he thought there might be a problem. So uh, I didn't get to hold him or even see him for several hours. And then finally they came in and uh, said, well, we're pretty sure Mark has Down syndrome. And, and they, use the, they use the term Down oh, syndrome? Oh, no. Okay. No. okay. <laughs> I, I don't even like to say it, but uh, it was mongoloid. Okay. You know, but um, so... My husband and I didn't have a clue what that even meant. So um, then the next phase out of his mouth was, and I recommend that you put Mark in an institution. So this is, you're like still in the hospital Oh, bed. yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and you not uh, held him yet? No, no, Oh, my gosh, that no, gave no. me chills. Okay. So anyway, uh, they brought him in, and <laughs> we knew right then there would not be an institution in Mark's life. Mm -hmm. But um, even the nurse came in and she said, now you're not taking him home, are you? Like, I guess that was the normal thing Mm -hmm. back then. And I I just thought, are you got to be crazy? (laughs) After nine months, (laughs) we're not leaving our baby here. Right. So we brought him home and uh, just raised him just like we did Mike. Yeah, so did Mark... um did he have any heart complications or any of the some of the things that happen no, sometimes? We were so blessed. He he had no so you just uh, took him physical home. problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, wow. Okay. So what was going through your mind, Dad? Well, like Linda said, we had no idea what mongoloidism was. Uh, they did tell us that uh, he would probably never set up. He never eat by himself. Um, pretty much be a vegetable and would really ruin our lives. Um, so that's why they suggest we put him in an institution. But uh, as Linda said, we decided, no, that, that wasn't going to happen. So like when they were saying these things to you, what were you thinking? I mean, were you just like immediately like, no, no, no? Or did you feel scared? Like, Well, we were young then, uh-huh. <laughs> invincible. Uh, we thought, well, whatever it is, uh, we've had him, he's ours, and we're going to take him home. And and uh, do what we can with him. There wasn't too much support back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as a result, um, we took him home and we, uh, we just said, well, Mark, you go out and do what your brothers do. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually- He's definitely that, taken that to heart. Yeah, well, he has, the good and the bad. <laughs> <laughs> he became very competitive with his brothers and uh-huh. he wanted to do everything they did. Mm-hmm. And so I can remember the first time he set up uh, and we, we both looked at each other and we said, he's setting up on his own. So that was a first. And I think there was a couple good advice, pieces of advice that we were given. One is uh, that, Mark, we don't know how far he'll go, but the quicker he gets into education, uh, we believe that the farther that he will go mm-hmm. in life. 
And so we took that to heart. And uh, the other thing they said is, you'll have to bring experiences to Mark. He will not reach out for them. So we've kept those two things in mind, together with another another piece of advice that we've really used to raise Mike on or Mark, uh, and that is uh, let Mark fail. Let let him have the opportunity to fail. Just be there with him and pick him up when he does. Uh, our tendency is to shelter our children uh, against uh, the world. In fact, they need to be part of the world, and we found that to be the case. And certainly, his brothers. We credit his brothers as uh, raising Mark as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I love those two pieces of advice. Um, yeah, so cool. So you, you you touched on this a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit more about what it was like to raise a child with a disability in the 60s and the 70s. You, you already said that there wasn't much support. So like no therapy, no, mm-hmm. like what was that like? Well, we were given some advice to check out the Noble School in Indianapolis, and they actually took children two years of age, which was unheard of in the 60s. And so he started his school career at two years of age, and I know the first day I dropped him off, he cried, I cried. (laughs) But by the second day, he just waved goodbye. He was Mm. ready to go be with his friends. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, he's just been amazing. Everything he did in the beginning felt like a miracle because Mm -hmm. we weren't expecting it. And he's been doing it ever since. Yeah, absolutely. So did it get to a point where you stopped being surprised that he would accomplish things or has, is it literally just like through his whole life you're like well he did that oh my gosh he did that <laughs> it's been his whole life from yeah. swimming from one end of the swimming pool to the other underwater riding a moped yeah learning how to ride just a regular bike uh-huh. and playing sports yeah it was just one thing after another yeah it seems like if it were my child I'd be like take that <laughs> do you have that mo- those oh, moments where you're like take that that I nurse you know love, do you think of that nurse love love to go back to that doctor and yes say, look at this yeah <laughs> oh my goodness and hopefully that they didn't do that to other parents because right. that's a terrible thing yeah a lot of our families are still advocating for that you know it still happens wow. it's still yeah. happening Today on Mark's Instagram, which let me let me give you a shout out. It's Mark Hubler Speaks on Instagram. Mark Hubler Speaks. You posted a picture of him. He's like in his classroom and he's speaking in front of his brothers. And it says that he was destined to be a public speaker. And he it's from the 70s. I'm, I'm guessing from the 70s. Is that right? Yes. And he's wearing a bozo shirt. Um, well, if we have a program notes, we'll, we'll add the photo to it. Um, but I just, I, I love this photo. So can you tell me more about that, about Mark being, has, has Mark always had the gift of gab? I guess that's what I really want to oh know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, you know, Mark was born with a couple, several strengths. One was confidence. Uh, the other one was caring. And, and the other one was organization. And we've seen that throughout his life. Uh, I can remember, yes, he was up in front of class. He always liked to to speak to the boys, you know, like, you know, I'm your, I'm a little <laughs> bit older than you, a little bit younger than you, therefore I, you know, I should perform yeah. in that category. Uh-huh. But uh, Mark has always been very, very positive. I can remember a case where we used to watch the wide world of sports together and they would have the successes and also the failures of different athletes. 
and I can still see Mark sitting right in the middle of the boys, and every, every time an athlete would do something, he'd say, I can do that. I can do that. Well, I got to the point that irritated the other boys. And I'd say, Mark, you can't do that. And about that time, the, uh, a skier came off of a slope and hit a tree. And they looked at Mark and said, you can do that. <laughs> so he didn't get much support. But uh, I guess we really emphasize just go out and do what the boys do. And I never will forget um, the, uh, my oldest son, Mike, who happens to be 11 months older than Mark, um, came to me and said, I didn't really know that Mark had a disability until he couldn't go to the same school that I was going to. And so I think that was that came through with, Mark, you are an individual. We'll expect you to behave. We'll expect you to do everything the other boys are doing. And I think that's really, really uh, what I would uh, recommend to parents. You expect it. You don't expect anything, you won't get it. You must expect the highest, and, and you'll be surprised at how well they perform, individual mm. with Down syndrome. I love that. I love that. You guys are professionals at this. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're guilty by been, association. Uh, I love it. It's so amazing. Just like one little there. nugget of goodness <laughs> after another. How would you say having a child with Down syndrome um, or just having Mark in your family, how has that affected your family? I think compassion is just at the top of the list. Um, they're, they're very patient with Mark. But they also, like my husband said, they expected the same rules to be followed that they had to follow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he obtained a lot of character that way. He he doesn't feel <coughs> entitled, and he's definitely not a spoiled brat. Mm -hmm. But uh, we just felt like if we're raising the other three, he's going to have the same rules. Right. And, and all of that. What about the extended family? So now, so you have a brand new grand nephew, Mark, and so you have lots of nieces and nephews. So what is what is their his relationship like with the nieces and nephews, and you know his in laws and all that stuff? How has he affected the extended family? Well, he's right in the middle of the mix, and and they all love him, and I think he's so proud to be a great uncle right now. I think it's. It's made the younger ones more aware. You mm -hmm. know, they don't they don't like anyone to use uh, the word retarded. Mm -hmm. That's just out of their vocabulary, and they don't have a lot of patience for people that do. Mm -hmm. They they do realize that there's a difference, but there's still respect. So I I got to take an amazing trip with with Mark. Um, we traveled to Connecticut together because he was the keynote speaker for um, their big Down syndrome conference in Connecticut. This was probably five years ago now that we went. And one of my favorite Mark stories is that when we got to the hotel and we got all settled and everything, we've been traveling all day. And I was like, um, let's let's go. We'll go to the restaurant. And, and, and there weren't any seats. So we went and sat at the bar. And um, and I said, you know, I think I'm I think I might have a have a glass of wine. And Mark, the bartender, came up and Mark slammed his hand on the bar and said, "I'll have a cold glass of milk." <laughs> <laughs> it was just I just loved that because you always drink a glass of milk before bed, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. My dad and I have something in common. We uh, drink milk before we go to bed. Yeah, I love it. So it fills up your tummy and then you can sleep well, right? 
Well, because I sleep with a sleep machine. That's yeah, that's how it helps you sleep. I've never been out. Yeah, I love it. Well, they didn't have any milk, so then you and I had to go to Walmart so you could have some milk. <laughs> 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 but I will never forget that. I'll have a whole cold glass of milk. As I told you before, a lot of our younger Down syndrome families um, here in Louisville, we did a survey about what they'd like to learn about. And they were very, very excited to hear from some parents of our older members. And because Mark has been so successful in life, like they feel like you guys are a wealth of knowledge, which is true. You have paved the way, truly and truly. So I wanted to know, like, did you know that you were making such a difference in the community? Was like there ever a moment when you were like, whoa, we did that? <laughs> or, or that was, that was us. like we helped do that. Like that was us. Uh, <laughs> and we were happy to get through each day. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you look do you look back now and you're like, whoa, that that happened because you know we we literally paved the way. We we built the stairs. We've been very thankful. We don't take the credit for it, and we don't take the blame for the things Marcus <laughs> did either. Yeah. But we do feel like we've been blessed mm. that he has led such a normal life. Of all the things that he's accomplished, and there are so many, so many things, he speaks to me a lot about being lonely. What are your thoughts on that? Well, obviously, you know, you want to do everything you can for your, your children. Uh, there's some things that you can't do, and, you know, yet um, that's one that we've not been able to really address. I mean, we tell him that when it's time, God will send one somebody by but he's he's full of love you know caring and uh, he does get lonely uh but when i asked well mark would you like to come back home or would you like for somebody else to move in he said no i don't think so mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's he's still independent but he's like everybody else you know after after everybody goes home you know to either work or whatever you know you go home to an empty house that he keeps very well organized but uh, it is it, i'm sure it gets lonely I I wish that he could find someone in his life that would love him and he could love in return. But I do think Mark has gotten to the point where he doesn't feel like it has to happen. Mm-hmm. It used to be almost a desperate search. Like because I of had, the brothers thing, yes. the comparison oh, of yes, the brothers. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But um, <laughs> there was one time uh, he lived in the same house with, with our son Greg and his wife and children. And he got to see right up firsthand what family life is all about. <laughs> and for the longest time, he never mentioned yeah, it. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if it's if it's in God's plan, mm-hmm. something will happen. If not, I think he's got such a full life absolutely, right now. Absolutely. That he can let this one thing not be perfect, but still it's a good life. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about that a lot about, yes, you shouldn't ignore the loneliness you shouldn't ignore that if you feel Mm -hmm. sad today but let's talk about all the amazing things and the things that we're grateful for and then it it just helps you kind of get your life in you know perspective a little bit i think the greatest pleasure we have is when he he speaks across the country now and when we hear from uh, other people saying well you know i'm in one case a, a young mother said i'm going home to my child with down syndrome i'm gonna look at her completely different not mm. what she can't do, but what she can do. Yeah. And I think Mark has inspired so many people, and the people that we don't even know, when they uh, 
when they look at Mark, they say, well, maybe my son or daughter can do the same. And the fact of the matter is, you know, everybody's born with talents. And the key, I think, as I look back, you know, my wife and I, you know, we're we're getting up there. We're 78 years old now. But, but still, as we look back on Mark's life, uh, there's certain talents that Mark had. He, he, we're all born with them. And I think the key for any parent is to really understand what that talent is and to help them in that area to grow. Because in, if, we, if we work, particularly in the workplace, if we work based on our talents, then we're going to be good at it. I think the challenge for parents is to really understand what that talent is. And one thing I'm excited about is that we're now starting a project with the Gallup organization called Strength Finder. And Mark's, Mark is at the head of that pilot project. And it's amazing if I'd known 15 years, from, 15 years ago what those talents were. I'd certainly directed his career in other other directions mm-hmm. because he has he's he has three strengths and that's uh, number one confidence uh, number two he's organized he, he he keeps his house as good as anybody does mm-hmm. and the other thing is he's caring and that comes across in his conversation so if as we direct Mark in, in, in what he does that's why he does so well in speaking because it comes across and the fact that Mark, we're all born that way and if we can understand our child, whether they have disability or not, what is their talents? Because if you work your talents, you're going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, it becomes, then you, through, through knowledge, uh, it becomes really a, a skill that you have. And uh, so uh, that would, you know, that's, that's become very exciting. It's kind of directed me in, in semi-retirement as to where, where I like to place my effort. So, born in 1964, the difference in Down syndrome awareness, the difference in Down syndrome education, all of it, what are some significant changes that you've seen over the years? Well, I can can tell you I've watched uh, several years ago, they were explaining about physical therapy and what a young child with Down syndrome, if they if they have weakness in certain uh, muscles or things, mm-hmm. here's the therapy you do. And I sit there and watch the nurse go through that. I thought, oh my lord! You know, the only thing we did was try to prop Mark up so he could sit down. <laughs> and you know, if we just had that type of knowledge, mm-hmm. and and Mark used to uh, sit for for hours taking a book and just copying it uh, word for word and writing it because his thirst for knowledge was always there. He's one of his strengths as a learner. He wants to learn. But there was nothing there, and we couldn't, we weren't smart enough to understand, you know, and put him in programs, or there wasn't any program, I guess. But things have changed so much. Mm-hmm. The kids I see today uh, that are much younger than Mark, I'm not too sure how far they'll go, but I certainly think that they'll go farther than, and quicker than Mark did because of that support. Down syndrome or Louisville has just been amazing. I mean, some of the classrooms you have here, it just, well, it's it just unheard of in our time. But uh, so I guess Mark's learned by default and, you know, a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he survived and we survived. Well, he's, I think. <laughs> he's, he's a lifelong learner. Yeah. I mean, he went to college at age 50. You know, I met you when you were in your 40s and you come to my class 
twice a week. You know, I see you two, three times a week, still take speech therapy. You know, he's a lifelong learner. And and that's a huge um, that's a huge thing. One thing I, I think, too, is a great story. And when uh, when Down syndrome of Louisville came and said, you know, Mark could qualify for college. He was he was, what, 50 then? Yeah. I said, college? I said, 50? You know, what good's that going to do? And, of course, then you guys convinced us that maybe he should. It's the best decision we ever made because, and we didn't realize it until he came to us and, and said, well, Mom and Dad, uh, did you ever think all four of your sons would be college graduates? <laughs> <laughs> and so then we realized how important that was, not from the standpoint of everything he learned, but more important from from his self-worth, which yeah. is so important. And, you know, and, we, and when we expect a lot from our kids, we're really building that self-worth. And without that, none of us are, are worth, will ever reach our full potential. Absolutely. One of the first things he wanted when he was a college graduate was a college jacket. <laughs> so <laughs> we went to the same stores that where we got his brother's jackets. And he said, well, I'm studying public speaking. So do you have a podium and a microphone that you can put on my jacket? <laughs> said, well, no, we don't have that, but we could put motivational speaker on the back of it. So he has a jacket with a great big arch that says motivational, motivational speaker. speaker. I'll, have to, I'll post a, a photo of that in the, yeah. in the, in the notes. That he wears, he wears his oh church almost every Sunday. It's oh like a God. walking billboard. We, we, just, we just tell our friends, you know, do you think as much about your career as he does? Do you have it on your back of your jacket? <laughs> well, it's like goal. That was my goal, and it's accomplished. And yeah, um, I think the other calling. If he wasn't a motivational speaker, I think Mark probably could have been a politician. <laughs> yeah, you love introducing yourself to people. You love passing out your your um, business cards. You're very good. Oh, he can work a room like nobody. The, yes, it's amazing. So Mark, he has a moped, but we, we're afraid to drive it. I think um, that's something that we've talked about a little bit, that you don't drive it very much anymore, right, Mark? Your moped? Yeah, it's a little... Yeah, that's a moped. Yeah, the, the... Well, you don't... Do you even drive your moped right now? Not in the rental. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, we've talked a lot about that drivers are kind of crazy now, and it's a little scary to drive your moped. When the weather's nice, yeah. He, yeah, he does. He, he rides his moped. He, he he can uh, he can he can drive a car and uh, but he said you know he came to me he said dad he says I can drive and and uh, but he says it makes me nervous yeah so I said it makes you nervous it makes me nervous so as a result he doesn't drive anymore yeah but yeah. he he has he's he had a learner's permit and he was driving everywhere yeah with with mostly me as a passenger uh-huh. and that was really um, yeah a weird mark sensation. tell us <laughs> mark tell us the story that you told us about your mom you and your mom driving in the in the cemetery oh <laughs> 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 we went to the cemetery to practice well you know that road was it, it was tiny it wasn't that big uh-huh but it was just for my knowledge i think but i didn't Mom told me about saw the tree lamb, and I didn't respond to her that crap. <laughs> I said, Mom, did you hear me? She said, yeah, I heard you. And then she took my arm, and she uh, took my arm, and said, 
Stop, stop, stop. I love a hood. Yeah. Stop, 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 stop. It was actually a stop sign, not a tree limb. Oh, a stop. Well, yeah, you need to stop at the stop sign, huh? Yeah. Um, And then I had the nerve to say, do I make you nervous when I ride with you? And he said, just when you grab my arm and yell, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) So... You know, Mark's 55, he's still very active, very, very active, very active social life, comes to class, you know, and in the winter he doesn't drive his moped. So what's what does that feel like? Is that being at 78, is it, did you say, and still? I'm looking into becoming an Uber driver. <laughs> I, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get paid. Oh, my gosh, I love it. <laughs> We really try to pull away from Mark, and I think we have. He's lived on his own now since he was 24. Mm -hmm. Um, He used to call us a lot, and and we got him an iPhone, and now he texts us. So we can either answer his text or ignore it. (laughs) Right, right. uh, So we're gradually working away from it. We we have a full life. Yeah. uh, and uh, his brothers step up, and we go on vacations without him, you know, and, and uh, they take, you know, it, they require too much effort. Yeah. It's just, you know, certain things when they, he asks them to do, they, they really help out. So yeah. as he, as we, 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 we raised Mark with the idea that, you know, that's, he's our son. We don't want them to affect our other sons in any way. They have their own family. They have their own challenges. Uh, so we decided that, you know, we were going to take on that uh, continued requirements without getting him involved. Uh, they've always been there to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, now at our older age, it seems like their support's coming in in helping him in the mature portion of his life, whether mm-hmm. it, whether it's fine speaking engagements, whether it's working or whatever that that um, will continue to, to mm-hmm. back off and you know, it's a lot of people we get criticized sometimes for, for seem like we're part of his life, but we're really not. He he, living on his own makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. We, I don't think we feel like we're bound in any uh, stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But you got to realize he's still our son, regardless of fifty-five, and he's always there. It's always there. So it's it's something we deal with, but I think we deal pretty well with it. So if you could go back to 1964 and give yourself advice about what your life was going to be like what would it be I know I know we'd do the same thing over again but um, I would sure like for there to have been people that came in and told you you know Mm -hmm. what to expect and that it's not as bleak as the doctors and nurses Mm -hmm. would have you Mm -hmm. believe you know, I, I guess I have to use in the words of your dad. The first time we, at that point in time, we lived in Annapolis. So the first time we came home to introduce Mark to the family, uh, her dad picked him up and held him and said, Mark, how are we ever going to care for you? And it's amazing that so many years later, Mark ended up caring for him. Mm-hmm. And he remembered that. He did. And he said, Mark, he said, I remember when you were born, I thought, how in the world are we ever going to care for you? He said, I never knew that you would eventually care for me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That. Wow. 
And yeah, that Mark tells funny stories about Grandpa too. Oh, yeah, so, oh yeah. so I love. I just love that that. Oh, that, that picture pan. Yes, <laughs> yes. That you know. So so Mark moved in with Grandpa, and 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 you cared for him. You were his caregiver, and you kept oh, yeah. him out of the nursing home, right? And, and and he would sometimes, if he wanted your attention, he would call you with a pizza pan, right? He'd go, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my grandpa. Yeah. He was so, so no. Was he, he was, was he? He was a very smart man. Yeah. But he just, you know, anytime we watch TV, he's you know, all alone. But I told him, I said, well, here's a pizza pan. <laughs> and here's a big uh, stewing spoon. Yeah. So anytime you need me, you can play like once or twice. He threw like a big drum. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I went out to his grandpa. I said one time. Yeah. Did you take so it, took away it away from him? You did good. I'm glad you. Yeah. Did. I'm glad you did. I love it. Oh, I love but it. But he was a good man. I mean. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. So Kindness Warrior has kind of taken off. It's it's been our kind of our viral thing here at Down Center of Louisville, and and actually Mark has kind of inspired me to um, we have shirts and they kind of everyone started buying the shirts and it became a hashtag and it became a whole thing. And Mark wanted a shirt and he's wearing it and he said everyone likes my shirt, but what is a Kindness Warrior? And I was like, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think it means different things for different people, and so that kind of took off as well. Like, what is a kindness warrior? So we're gonna leave with this. I want to know from each of you, what do you think a kindness warrior is? Well, you know, I can only, you know, of course we've had Mark for 55 years. And at one point in time, I was president of the Down Syndrome Support of Southern Indiana. And uh, I've been around individuals with Down Syndrome for a long time. And I think, you know, I think a common theme is, and I, I'm probably biased, but I don't think individuals with Down syndrome have any of the seven sins that the rest of us did. They just, they're loving people. And uh, when I talked to some of my friends, I said, you know, the problem we have with society now, we're missing a chromosome. <laughs> yeah, if we all had that twenty, if we all had a twenty-first chromosome, I think this would be a better world to live in. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I think that's a kindness word. Yeah, absolutely. Teach, treating people the way you want to be treated, like you know, not hurting their feelings, never bullying them. Mm -hmm. I think all of that's part of the kindness warrior philosophy. Mm -hmm. Is just be kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, what do you think a kindness warrior is? Well, that's what I am. I'm a kindness warrior. You are, yeah. So do you go out into the world and you, you're a warrior and you make sure that everyone you come in contact with, that you're kind to them? I'm a, I'm a, I am a warrior of love. Yes, a love warrior. <laughs> absolutely. And kind. And kind. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Oh, Our very first guest. I feel very mm -hmm. honored and blessed. And thank you for paving the way for all the Down syndrome community. Oh. I mean, thank you. Um, Mark is nationally <laughs> no recognized, nationally known, and we're thrilled that you guys live in our community <laughs> and that you're one that you belong to us. We claim you. We we claim you. We're so and, thrilled um, with an Indiana campus. Oh, also. thank you. Well, <laughs> so we, yeah, nice. that's true. 
Yeah. Well, well, we make it. We're, what we're it thrilled is. with you. Oh, yes. oh that's yes. sweet. Well, thank you again so much, and so many of our families look up to you guys, and we just are so grateful that you were here. This has been the Kindness Warrior Podcast, a Down Syndrome of Louisville production. To learn more about Down Syndrome of Louisville, visit our website, downsyndromeoflouisville.org. If you have questions for us, email kindnesswarriorpod at dsoflou.org. It's also in the show notes. Music was written and produced by Alex Stotts and Owen Eiler. This episode was produced and edited by Ethan Holstein and me, Martin Lindsay. Your host was Carly Riggs. Thanks for listening to the Kindness Warrior Podcast here at Down Syndrome of Louisville. We are serving locally and sharing globally.